How's everybody else doing? Um, I'm just playing Seth's Creed Black Flag, and it's still awesome, even after 10 years. But I thought, let's take time to watch Star Trek. Right. All right, well, welcome, everybody, to Chaos, the Final Frontier. I'm your host, Jonathan Gilchrist, and that guy over there who's not ready is Mr. Artie Vice. Yeah, yeah, get it, get it. What? And today we're going to be watching Season 2, Episode 10 of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Called Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Uh, and just so I don't have to remember it, because I literally just looked up the date. The original air date was November 28th, 1993. Three, 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 three. three. Alrighty. So I'm, I'm all sunk up. You're good to go? Oh, uh, yeah. All right. We can hit play in three, two, one, play. Oh, good. I did remember to leave on my uh, subtitles. I was a little worried right there for a second. <laughs> uh, this, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen, but this episode, it, it's kind of a dark episode. It has a lot to do with the Dominion. and Yeah, well, some stuff to do with the Dominion, I should say. <laughs> somebody needs to work on their anger management skills. As somebody that works the job that you know that I work, I know I have problems with my voice carrying when I'm in an angry whisper. Yeah, no, same here. <laughs> so one bad thing about working from home is because uh, Jen can now hear me and she tells me I have to be nicer. And I'm like, I'm not saying that stuff to their face. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Does she think you're actually like insulting them right to their face? No, I think she just thinks that if I had a better attitude, my days would oh. go better. I don't yeah, know. I, mean, <laughs> I I get told the same thing, and I'm I mean, they're probably right. Doesn't mean I'm going to be able to change it. Yeah, it's it's also a thing of after you've done this like any kind of customer service long enough, you just lose that ability. Yep. Like Pretty I used much. to be nice. No, I have the same problem. I have a I, I have a four day weekend though coming up, so I'm excited. I, uh, I only work I only work Monday to Wednesday this week, and I get Thursday Friday off. Woo! Woo. Well, yeah, I um I have to actually work next Saturday, which means you guys might be getting a Simpsons episode. Ah. So basically, all we've seen so far is the cure is overworked. Poor little king. And we're now at Quark's bar, where everybody's really. You know, really happy with some music that they're listening to, but a little too happy. Quark ain't happy. Yeah, because if you've noticed, no one's drinking. They're no just one's listening to music. Anything, yeah. <laughs> it's gotten more. In- So you can't really hear the music, but basically just picture like a classic like flute 
kind of like a classical flute in the middle of a bar, and that's why it's a little weird. Yeah. They're barely drinking. I mean, that is a. I mean that that is a concern that he should have as the owner of the establishment. Yeah. No, as as a um, like, as somebody that watches Bar Rescue, you have to be very specific about what kind of music you play. Once I watched one where there was a person that was just they loved blues music, but nobody else did, so they couldn't play uh, blues music anymore. Which made me a little sad because I like blues music. But I also don't go to bars. No. What does that have to do with anything? Well, clearly she's going to kick his ass if he doesn't. I mean, he's got a point. <laughs> and we know it must be good if you're green with Quark. Yeah, no, I mean, in this particular instance, he is not wrong at all. Yeah. But it's honestly, like, they're going to talk about it, but it's kind of a sad story because this guy's supposed to be, like, a really, really good player. Like, you know, think like Yo-Yo Ma, but the only place he can get to play is Quark's because Bajor doesn't... Um, have the money to fund the arts right now. Yep, right here. I think this is an interesting episode because it kind of gives you an idea of like how much is on her shoulders specifically. Because yeah. like it's not just the station for her; it's she has to coordinate everything with Bajor. Not elevated neutrino fields. Plasma leak. <laughs> I'm sure that that's just fine. Do you speak English? No, their comm badges are universal translators. I know, I just... That's actually an interesting thing if you go back and do like Star Trek. If you go back to like chronologically the first Star Trek, um, you actually get to see the person that basically develops the Universal Translator. She's just so good with languages, she sort of picks up alien languages just by accident and <laughs> sort of having to translate for everybody because they don't have that technology yet. Interesting. Yeah. 
I, I would love for you to continue this, but there's something I must do really quick. Okay. <laughs> you may proceed. All right. Well, actually, I just had a random factoid about this episode. Uh, that it's another one of those star date things because I just like, I find them very interesting that the fans put this much um, work into knowing what's going on. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> this, this star date this episode takes place is the exact same star date of an episode of Next Generation, which actually aired the day after this episode aired. Wow. I have no idea if that means anything. I don't know if they were just working on both episodes. I'm like, fuck it. Whatever star date you said for the other one, that's fine. Probably the latter. <laughs> that seems more likely based on what I've read, how they had to sort of like remake stuff and reuse stuff all the time. Yeah. Uh, also, I want everybody to know that Scruffy has decided to join us. He's currently sleeping on a pillow next to me. Oh, how I miss the Stanton and Scruffosaurus. Well, they're here whenever you want. <laughs> Stanley's actually gotten into the habit of peeing on the furniture, which is not good. No, good for him. Yeah. Last night, he literally jumped up on the bed with Jen, and the minute he jumped up, he peed on the bed. Wow, really? Yeah, like, and then immediately ran away. Huh. <laughs> yeah, he, um, Jen thinks it has something to do with any time we leave him alone, like, because that's basically what happens. Every time we leave him alone, he, that's him getting back at us. Like, oh, you're going to leave me alone? And he's going to pee all over our stuff. I don't know. I, eh, it is what it is. We'll, we'll figure it out. Huh. Oh, this is actually a... Uh, uh, it's weird that you made that joke earlier because they actually can't understand them through their yeah. universal translator. <laughs> but I do love the idea that the computer program, it's like, yeah, we can't understand them, but if you just keep them talking, eventually it'll figure it out. We don't have to do any work. It's the computer that'll figure it out for us. We're just simple country folks. That is certainly the image that they're portraying. Yeah. That's basically what this their species is known for. Oh, 
Um, you entertain the people for a minute. I might have to go grab something. I just remembered. I think we had some food delivered. Not for me, but I have to go grab it. Okay. Do wop shibbity bop bop do wop cheerio my do wop pop dop dop ooh yeah. What encore? Oh man, I don't know if I should. So while he's away, I want to let you guys in on a little secret. All right, this is between me and you guys. All right, so keep it away from keep it away from Gilly over there. Uh, that's that's my nickname for him, by the way, Gilly. You guys can call him that too. Um, let's see. In case you guys are wondering, Kira is having a hell of a time right now trying to keep these people organized. And I don't blame <laughs> her. Language is hell. You can quote me on that. Okay. I was really waiting to see what the secret was because I've been back for a few minutes. So. Oh, well. Uh oh. <laughs> and by the way, everybody can call me whatever the hell they want. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> That's second degree plasma burns. That's the good kind of burn. All righty. I just realized there's a lot of weird angles with Star Trek furniture. Yeah. I don't know why it took me that long to realize it. <laughs> there's a very funny, um, we'll get to it eventually, I'm sure. There's actually a really cool episode of Voyager where they, when they first meet an alien that doesn't know what a replicator is, when he figures out that he can get a bunch of water, um, he just like starts drinking water all over, pouring a bath. It's just really funny. Because apparently in other places, water is kind of actually hard to come by. I love, like, she has, she's all cautious about it, but once she hits them, the food's like, oh, good. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know why this popped into my head, but I'm, like, reading the language as it's coming down, and for uh -huh. some reason, I keep reading, I'm keep reading it to myself in a, in a hut voice. <laughs> That would be awesome if it sounded exactly like cookies. Oh, good. There we go. We are the screen.
All right, so we're kind of over, we're kind of past the point of the uh, we can't understand each other, so now they can talk to each other. The tunnel, the wormhole. No, she distinctly said tunnel. Tira. Jesus. I mean, what? It's only three million people coming through the wormhole. That's literally impossible. I mean, not if they take turns. Someone tells me that space station can't hold three million extra people. No, it cannot. But there is a planet nearby. <laughs> All of them? Uh, you heard her. So, yeah, the species we just found out, they're um, completely matriarchal, which we kind of got the impression anyway. Yeah. <laughs> We love her, man. Like dogs. Yo, man, what the fuck's a Kentano? <laughs> so I'm just going to sum up for everybody that's not watching along or, you know, having trouble following because we're talking. Um, basically, this species had a religious belief that there was a portal to a home world for them. And then when they heard about the wormhole, they thought that must be it. She found the wormhole. And so she thinks that's, well, she hasn't got there yet. But basically, Bajor is going to be the new home. We're getting there, but I mean, you pointed out they can't all three million can't live on a space station, so wonder who this force they've lived under for centuries has been. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And if everybody's keeping track, that's the second time we've heard the Dominion mention. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure it's nothing. We're. I think we're going to stop seeing the Dominion very soon.
<laughs> They're bonded. Yeah, don't you sleep with your males? Come on. I don't, they don't actually say this, but I'm pretty sure a way of executing people on their planet is death by snoozing. Yay! Yay! Woo! Yay! Death by snoozing! <laughs> oh, shut up, cat. She just wants to be part of the show, I guess. I don't, I didn't remember the name of it. Oh, actually, I do. Um, this woman is actually in, the woman that plays the lead alien here, is actually um, in the original Star Trek show um, in the episode uh, Trouble with Tribbles, which is a very famous episode. So I just thought I'd point that out. Actually, in a weird coincidence, that episode has a weird crossover with Deep Space Nine, which we will get to in a few... I don't know what season it's in, but it'll, it'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> I would have worn that. Thank you very kindly. I thought it was very lovely. Yeah, seriously. What a jerk. I love the amount of makeup that they have to go through on the show. For alien species, we're never going to see again. Right? Oh, Nog. You have a replicator in your room that will just make you food. Exactly. That's what Nagda said. By the way, good good on Jake for pulling a Davo girl at like fourteen or whatever the hell age he's supposed to be. That's impressive. Kids got game. I forget what's the Dabo, who the Dabo again. Dabo's the um the roulette like game in Corks Bar. Oh, and, those people. Yeah, if you haven't noticed, there's always hot women playing the tables. Yeah, that's who he's talking about. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Oh, this isn't good. <laughs> You're already like, oh, no. This is, this is one of those episodes that I think really helps define Deep Space Nine. Because if this was a Star Trek Next Generation episode, I feel like this would be a very happy ending. Um, without spoiling too much, it's not that much of a happy ending. 
Nope, this is bad. <laughs> this is very bad. <laughs> I thought they were going to be confined to their ship. Or well, ships. Not, I guess the first couple ships they can let in. I don't know how many people. This is bad. It's not worth it. I mean, it, yeah, like, just leave them on the goddamn ships. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. That's the Starfleet. Like, it's supposed to be worth it. But you and I from this generation are like, no, no. Nog, why do you always gotta call shit? Right, Nog. By the way, I don't think if you're not watching along, just so you know, we just got Nog oh, running not by, the ear. not by the ear. Probably turn he, him off. he pray he sprayed some skunk spray on some of the alien kids. That's what happened. I mean, that's how you, you know, bond with people. <laughs> By the way, that's the idea. Unless you're friends with Odo, if you are there enough to notice his uh, update on his most wanted criminals on the wall, that's a problem. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder if they, I honestly don't know the answer to this. I wonder if they updated those pictures regularly or if they just sort of left them up as one picture all the time. Because some shows they'll do that. It'd be kind of a funny thing if like, they just kept rotating different cast and crew through the pictures. <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself? I'm sorry. See, the boy's obviously really. I mean, you can hear it in his voice. You can hear it in his voice. That was that was very audible. Pork is the kind of uncle you want when you get in trouble, but not kind, right? not the kind of uncle you need. I would assume. Nothing but trouble. <laughs> this is a really interesting, um, like it was an idea for the species because you you have already pointed out that this is going to be trouble, but the idea of giving them the characteristic they flake constantly, so they're constantly leaving skin everywhere. It, like just adds an extra level of like gross. Don't want to be near them. Yeah, you know. Uh, that's but, disgusting. 
it's a it's a really nice thing by the writers. I would, a subtle thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in a lot of ways, it's a lot like Cisco, who just wandered into the wormhole and now is a religious icon yeah. and danger. Yeah, no, that's fair. Seems like a lot of people that discover that wormhole end up having more responsibility than they want. They're on a lot of planets. Yeah. I mean, there's, there, there should be a few that the Federation knows of where they can just put somebody. I would imagine. Especially if they actually got that um, technology working where they can terraform planets like we saw in that other or last week's episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. They literally just created a planet. Well, they created the sun. The planet's probably not ready yet. Oh, that's right. For some reason, I thought they, I don't know why I thought it was a planet he created. No, that was the point. It was a bigger thing than a planet. He was restarting a dead sun. That's right. Okay. What are you doing, Stanley Dog? What is it? <laughs> to wash. <laughs> That's funny because he smells. Yeah. Stanley, would you like to say hi to people? He just yawned at everybody, so there you hey, go. Stanley. Did you Mr. Advice? No? Okay. He's probably trying to be bad, so. Probably. Oh, how embarrassing is that your dog's too fat to jump to the couch on the first try? <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I mean, Nog was laughing. I'm sure Jake was nervously chuckling. At the very least. That was a good takedown by Jake there. Good amateur move. Yeah, I don't think Nog's going to do much here. No. Frankie aren't known for their fighting ability. Yeah, that's not surprising. Which is actually, like, I'm, I'm not going to give it away, but where he ends up, like, what his career path is, is completely out of left field based on this early character.
I mean, you do smell. Right? <laughs> That's, um, because you can't really hear it with the sound off. Ferengis do this, like, cat hiss thing when they're, like, when they see an enemy. So that's what they were doing. They were kissing at them. Very low surface radiation. Like, <laughs> I would expect only like three of them to die a day. I love Star Trek. It's the one thing that, as I get older and watch it over and over again, that bugs me, is that alien races, um, it's not that they always look the same, which the makeup I can understand looking alike because you're supposed to be the same species. They all have the goddamn same hairstyle. Like, Yeah. I know we've never met an alien species, but does it make sense that any alien species would be like, okay, this is it, this is the hairstyle, this is what you can do, and that's it. What? I don't care what kind of dog you are. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Not professional, but. Sorry that I um, blew that big reveal for everybody so soon. But, I mean, logically, where, where, else, like, where else would they end up or want to end up as a big short? I mean, they're not wrong. It is planet filled with sorrow. Yep. Kind of cool to see the space station like completely surrounded by ships. Three million. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I, I think that if an alien species showed up with three million people right now, we'd be cool with letting them have like part of Africa. There's no way that that would lead to problems. By the way, I picked Africa because I just thought to myself, the Sahara Desert, there's a lot of land there. Yeah. And everybody knows that's exactly, by the way, wood for an alien species. Like, oh yeah, you could have one of the deserts that we don't really use. Uh, yeah right yeah again like if this were next generation it wouldn't be denied but of course because Deep Space Nine is darker they're yep. going to deny the request and by the way that's more realistic to what would actually happen Yeah, the actually the, re the original screenplay was written with a happier 
outcome because they are farmers and like you can easily see how you write this story where they're like, oh wait, you're farmers, so you can help us bring the food and such. But Um, this is the other thing because it's also it's it's not just like finding a new home it's supposed like it's religion that's supposed to be where they're going because that's what the religion says Also, they don't really say this, but this provincial government, remember, like, what was it, a few months ago at this point, was almost overthrown. And you want them to be like, oh, yeah, hey, guys, I know how you almost overthrew us. How do you feel about three million more people? How do you feel? No? Oh, yeah, right. You know, I gotta say, this is just another, like, I understand where they're coming from. Yeah. But, like, this is just, like, another, like, religion thing, you know, that's, yeah. like, so, like, heavily themed in this show so far. Yeah. Like, the only yeah. reason they're having an issue with this is because their religion's telling them they have to go to this planet or whatever, and there's right. this property thing. Like, if they weren't bothered with that, then they could easily just, like, go to this other planet and be perfectly happy. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. But that's also, that's another one of the overall themes of, of Deep Space Nine. Like, religion is going to continue to be a big thing right to the very end. So, but yeah, it is interesting how they, they do find new ways to sort of bring it up, though. Oh. Oh. Now here comes Kira to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. You were sorry. You should have just told him to shove it. <laughs> so three million more people. Come on. Yeah, it's only three million. It's like the population of Boston. No. I don't know. It's a lot of people. I think Boston does have more than three million. Yeah. What the fuck did she do? I mean, she did buy you an ugly dress. She was betrayed by not forcing her people to let them move on to a planet that isn't good for them. Which, by the way, is authority that she does not have. Right, exactly. She doesn't even have that authority to begin with. All she could have said was, "Yeah, I like 
Um, I agree, they should move there, but it's not like the government would listen to her. They don't listen to her about letting the guy play the music <laughs> in a concert hall. Like, Uh-oh. One of the males who I'm I'm assuming probably because the only one we've really got to know any is the guy, the one that fought Nog, just stole a ship, went to Bajor, or tried yeah. to go to Bajor. I'm pretty sure this won't end badly. Right? I mean, he's a teenage boy. Of course he's going to listen to his parents, right? Right. Well, hopefully. No, I mean, he's a, he's a teenage boy. He's going to answer. He's going to respond. They always listen, right? <laughs> I feel like this is one of those um, episodes, by the way, where we kind of see where the TV budget is. Yeah. Because they're not going to show you what you want, want to see. Like, I don't think we're going to see the ship blow up. It's going to just be shown on the monitors. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Something bad's about to happen. Oh, no. What? Yeah. Like, man, this is so freaking... How dumb. Yep, and there he goes. I think the acting, though, does make up for the fact that you don't get to see. Um, oh, that, that, well, at least they took the blood off the Bajoran's hands. <laughs> yeah. So the Bajorans um, got fired on by the teenage ship, but when the kids used the weapons, 
it basically caused the ship to blow up. So, I am assuming it's fault. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he was a jerk anyway. I didn't like him, so it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> they always make characters that are going to die unlikable for the most part. I mean, it's smart. Oh, by the way, sorry about your son. Yeah, right? Yeah, we'll never know. I mean, they both have their point, but but at the same time, just based on how things work in the real world, I don't. I think the better choice was what Bajor did was to not let them colonize. Yeah. Ooh, burn! Burn! Got him. You're not a prophesized planet that doesn't exist. Got him. Actually, what you don't know is that planet's like a few um, sectors over in the Alpha Quadrant, but they went to the wrong wormhole, so they're never going to find it. Oh, of course. So, Every time, am I right? Yep. Every goddamn time. And, if, and again, it's another species that we'll never see again in Deep Space Nine. But, yep. but there you go. Uh, so what did you think of the episode? It was fine, I guess. I don't know. It was whatever. This one didn't really grab my didn't like really grab me all that well. I think part of what needed like was what I was saying. I think it came down to budget. If it had like the ship blowing up and stuff, that would have helped. Yeah, um, it's again, it's another episode that I don't I don't hate, but I definitely skip because besides yeah. the fact that it sort of sets up again the Dominion as this you know kind of amorphous threat in the um, you know Gamma Quadrant, that's about all it's good for really. Yeah, um, the thing that was really like obviously important is just that it like really like it brought that back to the fold. But I mean, yeah. even then it was like a brief mention, which I yeah. guess that's how most things start. But yeah, no, that's what that's what it builds up to. By the end of the season, we hear that gets even more, and then when you get into the third season, they definitely become more much more of a thing, and eventually they're yeah. just there all the time. So, I gotcha. um, all right, so the next one. Um, uh, next week is going to be season two, episode eleven, uh, obviously, which is um, rivals, and it uh, the description is over a drink at Quark's uh, middle-aged alien widow tells an alien man how she plans to invest her life savings in a large mining concession. That is a horrible, horrible description of what this episode is. It's actually a very good episode, and that does happen, but in no way tells you what's going to happen in the episode. <laughs> Uh, it's um, it's an episode where we kind of start to see um, Doctor Bashir and Chief O'Brien become better friends, even though they start off as rivals. Yeah. Uh, there's some really cool alien tech that's involved that you know gets the station in trouble. Um, I won't say more about it than that, but it, it is really cool. And there is a mining concession discussed, so there's also that. 
That's got to be the worst description because it's, it's an episode that's so good that I know exactly what episode it is. I, I have it all in my head, but that is the description they choose to use for it, which is really funny. Um, but yeah, all right. So that's it for this week. Um, you know, as always, follow us on Facebook at Chaos Everywhere. Uh, follow the show on Chaos Pod Show on Twitter. Me at Last Gilchrist uh, One, and. Um, you know, thanks, Eric Bowman, for our theme song. This Wednesday, we're going to be watching uh, Space Jam. Um, we're going to sit down and actually watch it, you know, and talk about it and about how Michael Jordan might be a psychopath, but it's entertaining. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Anything else you want to add, buddy? Pee-pee-poo-poo. Yeah, like you just perfectly spoke their language. Good job. Yep. <laughs> All right, we'll see you Wednesday. Deuces.